light of infinite. King Solomon writes in Mishlei that whatever a person pictures in their mind has the power to happen. Our power to draw down blessings is tied into the faith that colors our beings as vessels to receive. The law of attraction is simple yet profound. Positive thoughts bring positivity in a person's life. And since the opposite is also true, it's that much more important to paint pictures that rest in our subconscious with positive brushstrokes. It's wild to think that only 3% of our brain processes our conscious, our thoughts, ideas, understanding, and our decisions, while the other 97% is used for subconscious and automatic functions. Our habits and beliefs also fall under the 97%, which Kabbalistically is tied to our nefesh abayamit, our animal soul, and illustrates how powerful our subconscious mind really is. The 3% also corresponds to the three intellectual powers of Chochma, Bina, Da, translated as wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, which is the, an acronym for the word Chabad. We need to use the intellect, the Nefesh HaSichlit, to color our subconscious towards good, because even when our intentions and our conscious thoughts and ideas are for the best, our subconscious can sabotage them. The reason for this is because our subconscious doesn't actually work with reason or logic, but with images and emotions. So if we understand in a given situation that there's nothing to be afraid of, but our subconscious mind pulls from the past images stored in our subconscious mind, we feel afraid nevertheless. Since the part of our brain in the back that our subconscious mind sits in takes up more than the part in the front that colors our consciousness, we need to be that much more careful to replace negative imagery with positivity. This is what will balance our conscious and subconscious, bring us closer to a space of tranquility, which brings blessings. May God bless you and keep watch over you. May God make his presence enlighten you and grant you grace. May God direct his providence towards you and grant you peace. This week's Parsha Naso teaches us about blessings. My favorite of all the blessings is the verse that I just read. I say it every Friday night to my two sons, Dovi and Moshe, as I place my hands on their head. I meditate on the meaning of the words and my love for them as I kiss their foreheads. The blessing is also known as Birkat Kohanim, the priestly blessing, which has been performed since biblical times. It's said to this day during the Musaf Tefillah on Shabbat and holidays. The Livyim and the congregation wash the hands of the Kohanim, and then the Chazan, the cantor, leads them through the blessings in a call and response. As we read, let them place my name upon the children of Israel, and I shall bless them. It's a beautiful ritual, and the power is beyond comprehension. The blessing is also known as Nisiyat Kapayim, the lifting of the hand. The first time this was done was the day that the tabernacle of the Mishkan was inaugurated in the desert. The Kohanim spread out their fingers and the divine light flowed through them into the sanctuary and onto the children of Israel. It's important to note that we learn that all these verses is that the blessings come from Hashem. But when we are together as a community, a minyan, a group of ten or more, Hashem's blessings come through the Kohanim to the congregation. The Kohanim and the community cover themselves in the talit so as not to see each other's faces. It's halakha, religious law, that it's forbidden to look at the Kohanim's face while they're blessing. Because again, the blessings are not from Kohanim, but they're from Hashem. His presence comes into the community through the Kohanim. Hashem tells Moshe, speak to Aaron and his son, saying, this is how you must bless the Jewish people. Emor lahem, say to them. Scripture uses the word emor, which evokes the ten sayings with which the world was created. In Likutei Al-Chot, Rav Natan of Breslov explains that when Hashem created the world, His blessings were placed within these sayings, so that when God instructed Aaron and his sons to recite the Birkat Kohanim, He said, Say to them, extend those blessings that were already put into the world in potential, so that they can become actual. Even in Gad Eden, where there was all sorts of plants, there wasn't rainfall until Adam prayed for it. It was Adam's responsibility to ask Hashem for blessings to fall. It's the same with us. 
Often the clouds get dark and it seems as though the blessings have halted. But it's just then that when we pray, the blessings will pour and the sky will clear. We have to continue to pray to turn our pesha, sins, into shefa, flow of goodness. And this is done when we pray to Hashem from the heart with love, asking what we may not even deserve, much like a child to their parent. In last week's Dvar, we touched on our interconnectedness, and Rabbi Nachman of Breslov's story illustrates how important it is to pray for a friend in need, to bless them so that you don't become an obstacle for their potential to receive blessings. The three blessings of Birkat HaKonim break down into three nikudot, points of godliness. The first, may God bless you, corresponds to receiving a point of godliness from a tzaddik, a ritual teacher. The hope is that one being blessed will receive the godliness that comes through the tzaddik's neshama, the godly soul, brought down into his teachings and writings. In Chassidut, the tzaddik is the channel for all blessings, since all bounty flows through the sphere of Yisod, which corresponds to the tzaddik. Receiving the second blessing, may God shine his countenance upon you, corresponds to receiving your friend's point of godliness. Every person has a special nakuda of light within them that another does not. Each is unique and tied to the person's neshama. This is why it's Jewish tradition to primarily learn with a chavrusa, a partner, because each person's understanding of the Torah is different, and it's only through each other that we can come to the ultimate truth. The second blessing corresponds to your friend, since whatever love develops between people reveals more of God's countenance in this world. The third blessing, may Hashem lift his favorable countenance to you and establish peace for you, corresponds to receiving the benefit of one's own nakuda of godliness, which when developed properly brings inner peace. We read at the end of Shemona Esrei, the silent prayer, Birkat Mazon, the grace after meals, and mourner's cottage. May the one who makes peace on his high heavens make peace upon us and upon all of Israel. Amen. We are begging Hashem to place peace upon us so we can be faithfully and unquestionably satisfied with whatever we are granted. It's in this space of satiation that we can be at peace and without feelings of anger, jealousy, and resentment. As we read in Pirkei Avot, where the Maral explains Ben Zoma describing a rich person in terms of their personality and faith as one who is happy with their lot. People think the material wealth brings security, but often it brings the opposite. It's actually an inner feeling of gratitude and faith that what we are granted is what we actually need. The feeling that because of that, we actually lack for nothing. It's the appreciation of what one has and an enjoyment of the tranquil feeling that comes when feeling faithful and appreciative. The person in this mindset is a person who is truly rich. When we tap into the realization of peace, as it's written in the Pasuk, Hashem makes peace on high by rebutting the angel's argument that we may not deserve Hashem's favor. In this way, we could read the verse, May the one who makes peace on high by quieting the angels do so by first placing peace upon us and upon all of Israel. As we see through these psukim, our blessings are tied to the acceptance and love of what we receive. When we appreciate our lot, it establishes inner peace that draws further blessings into the vessel of our being, since our vessel is primed properly for receiving. The blessing that precedes the Birkat Kohanim reads, And he commanded us to bless his people Israel with love. This blessing is mentioned in the Gemara where Chazal say that you should always choose someone who is generous to say blessings over wine, Kiddush, Havdalah, etc. The Maharsha stresses the importance and significance of love throughout these blessings. It's written in Mishlei, the generous man will be blessed. In Hebrew, Yivarech can be read as will be blessed or he will bless. So the blessing is dependent on the feelings and intentions of the one who blesses. This is seen in the earlier parshiot in which Hashem continuously stressed that the sacrifices of the korbanot be brought by those who are generous of heart. Rashi quotes the Midrash pointing out that in the verse the word emor is written with the full letter vav. This teaches that Moshe stressed to the Kohanim 
You are not to bless them with haste and confusion, but with attention and wholeheartedness. The Zohar goes a step further and says, If a Kohen does not love the people, or they do not love him, he should not bless them. The Hebrew word Ahava has the root of Hav, which means to give. Love is synonymous with giving. As Nas says, How do you expect to get love if you don't show none? And as the Beatles say, The love you take is equal to the love you make. For a true blessing to be given, it must be given with love. The last word of the last blessing of the Birkata Kohanim is shalom, peace. Peace is the vessel that contains every blessing. True shalom is one of the hardest things to achieve. It's a culmination of perfecting so many aspects within oneself, especially faith and positive perspective. Shem calls the entire Jewish people kingdom of priests, which is why the ritual isn't only practiced by Kohanim, but by a parent to their child as well. The Lubavitcher Rebbe would encourage all Jews to grant blessings to their peers at every possible occasion, emphasizing how each of us has the power to bless. When my mom passed away, I started a project in her memory called Don't Block Your Blessings. The objective is to inspire others to focus on the good, get out of their own way, and make themselves vessels for overflowing blessings. I continuously ask people from all over the world to share their perspectives on navigating the ups and downs of life and to share what I have dug, cheat codes to happiness. I want us to inspire each other with the wisdom we've picked up on our journeys, how we've learned to feel blessed and give blessings. Rabbi Peretz, who some of you may know from Venice, participated in what he shared articulated the essence of the project and this Parsha perfectly. He said, a blessing means to draw something into your life. It means your potential to reality needs a channel and that channel is called blessings where we reveal what's there. Lots of people share the idea that a little bit of light takes away a lot of darkness, but they don't talk about the reason why. The reason why light overcomes darkness is not because it vanquishes darkness. It's because you now actually see where to go. You can make the right decisions. You can put yourself in the right opportunities to succeed. The problem in this world is that we don't really know what exactly to do. We try our best, we learn from others, but we don't always know what to do. That's where blessings come in. The earliest place in Judaism that mentions blessing is where it says those who bless shall be blessed. And that means that when you keep the light for yourself, you can't see the big picture. When you look for blessings and goodness just for yourself, it's also very difficult. Don't block your blessings means become somebody who gives blessings to others. Be someone who shares the light. And when we all know where to go, we'll find that we can never block each other's blessings. So certainly we shouldn't block our own. This Parsha ties into Light of Infinite and Don't Block Your Blessings projects perfectly. Its focus is also on blessing with love. If you focus on others as you would yourself, then you will love yourself more and by virtue of that, become love for others. Dive in deeper at lightofinfinite.com.